Before I bring up the aviation expert analysis, I want to bring back up the videos one more time because Smitty brought up a very interesting point. CJ and I had the opportunity to show these videos to one of our military consultants. And he instantly was taken aback when he saw a portion of video two, the FLIR video. Let me bring that up, the drone video. And I'm going to tell you what caught our military consultant who goes by Simon. That's all we'll call him. What caught his attention? All right, here we go. Video two, the drone FLIR. We see the nose of the drone, the wing of the drone. We see an aircraft approaching and then boom. This is what caught military consultant Simon's attention. The drone is literally in the contrails of the aircraft. The drone is definitely in close proximity to the aircraft, and the drone is there. All right? So a lot of people ask the question, why would a drone, a military drone, even be there to start with? wherever MH370 is at. And they do talk about some potential U.S. military involvement in the MH370 documentary. But our military expert, he immediately said that's a military operation. The fact that he saw this military drone in the contrails of an aircraft in such close proximity, it led him to immediately believe this is a military operation. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Did the CIA write Wind of Change by the Scorpions? <laughs> <laughs> As humans busied themselves about the various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied. Dr. Loeb, what percentage chance do you give it that you have indeed uncovered extraterrestrial or non-human technology? With infinite complacence, people went about their affairs, yet across an immense ethereal gulf, intellects vast and unsympathetic drew their plans against us. Prior to your abduction, did you believe in UFOs or any sort of alien life form? All things unexplained. So some of that I think there will say for closed session. All right, welcome to All Things Unexplained again. This is Dr. Mounts. I'm pleased to be joined by Smitty Neves tonight. Smitty, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. I'm glad to be here. By the way, Smitty has a new book out. What's your book called, Smitty? Mississippi Bear Hunter, Holt Collier, Guiding Teddy Roosevelt in a Lifetime of Adventure. It's a mouthful, but that's what my publisher said, name it. So that's what we did. And that can be picked up on Amazon, and you can find my books and audio books and everything else on squatching.com and all i'm also pleased to announce that all things unexplained is about to publish a book called essays on eastern and western philosophies and religions it's not written by one of us but it's written by a brilliant man who will remain anonymous at this moment but it should be out this month and i'll reveal more about that soon you may have noticed in our opening 
This was a sad weekend, so this episode is in memory of two of our heroes of the show. Jimmy Buffett, one, born in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And, you know, we talk a lot about synchronicity on this show. And Smitty and I, you may know, are both from Mississippi, born and raised. And so we love Jimmy Buffett. And someone passed away this weekend who has a close connection to this show, and that's Calvin Parker, who infamously was abducted by a UFO in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And not far from where our first interview was also part of a UFO encounter, Mr. Billy. And Mr. Billy kind of kept track of the Calvin Parker situation. And so they both passed away this weekend. Calvin Parker was abducted in Pascagoula, Jimmy Buffett, born in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And our prayers are with both of them and their families and loved ones. What is your favorite Jimmy Buffett song, Mounts? That's a good question. My favorite Jimmy Buffett song, it has to be A Pirate Looks at 40. And I just love that song. I think that as a male of a particular age group now, that song, that song just <laughs> speaks a lot to me now. You know, yeah. I, I used to not even be aware of it. I, I don't think in my 20s or 30s I was even aware of that song. But at some point I got Sirius XM satellite radio and I heard that song for the first time. I thought, wow, that's that's deep. I really relate to this. What about you? Pencil Thin Mustache. I love that song. I, I had a Jimmy Buffett tape, and I wore that thing out, and I played Pencil Thin Mustache about a thousand times. And it's probably one of his lesser-known songs, but I love that song. Oh, yeah. I also enjoy Pencil Thin Mustache and so many of his songs. I love his channel on satellite radio, and he'll be missed. And, you know, back to Calvin Parker real quick. Yet another person who's involved in an alien abduction, but, you know, with little to nothing to gain from that, you know, as far as faking it. He always stuck to his story. If you're not familiar with the Pascagoula UFO incident with Calvin Parker, look it up. They were fishing. They saw a UFO. They got abducted, had missing some missing time. They went straight to the sheriff's office. And you can listen to their interrogations online. I mean, they literally 100% believed what happened to them. You know, what is what they said. And they had nothing to gain. fear. Oh, yeah, you you could hear the fear. fear in their voice. Absolutely. And the thing about it is, I don't know that I've ever known anybody that's claimed to have been abducted by an alien who ever got rich. (laughs) I mean, they might have got some fame, but... Uh, you know, as far as that goes, a lot of skepticism and probably more criticism than anything. No, that's uh, right. So he he really stuck to his guns, and the the interviews are very powerful for sure. So one reason we're here tonight, or the reason we're here tonight, we're here tonight to talk about some groundbreaking new analysis of some mysterious videos that appeared in 2014. They appeared shortly after. Malaysian Airlines MH370 went missing and disappeared. And Smitty, I think you've got some more information on MH370 for us. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been nine years. Nine years. And it ranks up there, obviously, uh, 
of the Netflix documentary calls it the the most famous or most infamous uh, flight disappearance in history. Of course, you know you can't help but think of Amelia Earhart too. You think of someone that that just disappeared and vanished off the face of the earth. But this included so many people: 227 passengers and 12 crew members, and they just. It was on March 8, 2014. They were going from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing, and they vanished off the face of the earth. They, there was all kinds of efforts. The perplexing nature of the loss of the flight is one that has gone down in history as one of the most famous missing aircrafts. And there's some research now that said they might be able to solve what happened to the flight. Of course, it took off about 12.41, and the last known uh, communication with the plane was about an hour afterwards, and then they just vanished into thin air, which is amazing to me because there's so many things uh, that could have went wrong, so many things that, that could have went wrong. It's amazing that people can still just vanish. You know, if you've seen... Uh, the documentary uh, Missing 411 talks about individuals vanishing. I don't know why I've been obsessed with some of that recently, but it, you know, all of the initial searches for the plane were on the South China Sea, and it was determined that the flight had turned to the west shortly after the transponder was switched off, which can't be explained either. And on March the 15th, about a week after, uh, contact was disclosed and that they, they said there was a signal but they could not locate the plane precisely but they did determine the plane might have been on two separate arcs but it wasn't on the intended flight path so it deviated from its flight path for whatever reasons turned around didn't it mounts turned around headed back to Malaysia I believe it is thought that happened yes yeah, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So it has been a mystery and has yet to be solved. But recently, haven't there been some uh, some new research done and some things found about it? Yeah, that kind of came out in the new Netflix documentary. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But MH370 disappeared on March 8th. 2014 so nine years ago nine years ago mh370 disappeared and the interesting thing is and so this is kind of what started the genesis for this show tonight is that later in 2014 a set of three mysterious videos appeared on youtube these videos were from youtube user regicide anon Regicide and on. The videos appear to show classified video footage of an aircraft being harassed by three orb-like UFOs. One of the UFOs purportedly comes from a satellite capable of videoing from multiple angles for a three-dimensional type of effect. Another video seems to come from a military drone, and a third is of unknown origin. At the end of the satellite and drone videos, the most shocking and controversial segment happens. In a flash, the aircraft and the UFOs disappear. 
Of course, this wouldn't be a UFO story if it wasn't a rabbit hole, a true deep rabbit hole. And user Regisidanon was said to have Air Force connections, and at some point after uploading these videos, Smitties, virtually all traces of that user's YouTube account were deleted, and he basically or they were wiped off the face of the earth. No more Regisidanon. The only access to these original videos remained in website archives. And because the videos did not readily remain on YouTube, they were basically forgotten about until March 8th, 2023. And that is nine years to the date after Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 disappeared when MH370, the plane that disappeared, the documentary, premiered on Netflix. And Smitty, we're going to take a peek at these mysterious videos now. All right, here's video one. This is supposedly from a satellite that was capable of filming with two different cameras somehow to enable sort of a 3D effect. And supposedly if you squint your eyes or cross your eyes, you can actually see the 3D effect happen. But it's a it's a large plane of some sort, and out of nowhere, it what suddenly gets heck? swarmed by three, yeah, what appears to be orb-like UFOs. And it's they're like flying in a certain pattern, and then they switch, but the pattern stays the same. Oh yeah, and you can tell the the plane takes some maneuvers here that, you know, they just seem to be perhaps evasive maneuvers. And look, you can see, uh, ooh, and then boom, yeah. there it goes. So, for those of you listening online or wherever you podcast, those of you not watching, what just happened at the end of video one, the satellite video, all of a sudden the most controversial part happens, a big flash, and the plane is gone. All right. Let's get into and video two. Smitty, you had a comment? I was going to say, and you could point out that the plane had an expulsion trail the other aircraft did not they were all all did not have anything but yes i'm glad you brought that up you can clearly see in video one the satellite video the plane definitely has contrails it's unclear if there's any sort of contrails in what i'm going to call the devices at some point the ufos the orbs the uaps but i'm glad you brought that up smitty because you need to com compare and contrast video two with yeah. that same thought here. So as we go into video two, this video supposedly comes from a drone, a military drone. This is the FLIR off the video. I'm going to pause it real quick. So immediately, what you see at the beginning of the drone video, you see the an aircraft come into view. What you're basically looking at here is from a camera point of view, a camera sitting somewhere on the wing is my understanding of a drone. And you can actually see the nose of the drone and a portion of the wing in the camera shot. And it is my understanding based on research that these drones do indeed have a camera in that position. And of course, this particular drone is supposedly classified. Whatever videos are made on it, classified. And its entire capabilities are supposedly unknown as well. 
So here comes a plane, and and right off the bat, Smitty, you see the contrails. Yep. Okay. Boom. I'm I'm gonna rewind that real quick because we're gonna we're gonna talk about that again. We're gonna bring this up again. Smitty, this is kind of slow motion. Do you do you notice what's happening here, Smitty? This drone is in literally in the contrails of the aircraft. Yeah. Yes, it is. Would Would you agree this drone is really close to this aircraft? Yeah, very close. It seems seems very close, and so this is going to come up later. All right, so we're watching the drone footage of an unknown aircraft. It's FLIR, so it's basically thermal footage. And now you can start to see one one orb, one orb UAP, two, or in the three now, three swarming. They appear to be rotating around the craft. You can still see the contrails, right, Smitty? Yeah. And look, you notice they're not sending out near the heat signature either. No, they're so not. Plenty. But did you notice something else? If you look behind the orbs, I believe you can see the faint boom. And there's the flash and the plane is gone. I believe you could see some sort of faint trail behind the orbs. And there's a third video. This is the other angle. It's unknown what this came from. There's the aircraft again. It looks military, though. Absolutely, yes. And we're going to talk about that in a second. And that third angle, you know, nobody really knows where it came, came from. I want to go back to video two real quick for everybody. And, and this segment here of the drone FLIR video, if you watch carefully, you will see some sort of trail or uh, behind these orbs. So watch this. Smitty, do you see that? Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's just a dark, it's kind of a dark trail. Yeah, so keep in mind, these are, this is the FLIR, this is the thermal, and the air craft itself is definitely leaving contrails we see that in all the videos and in the FLIR you can detect some sort of contrails or emissions coming out of the orbs I want to I'm going to rewind that real quick here so once you see it you can't unsee it right there's right. definitely some sort of emissions coming out of the orbs all right, so we had three videos here from user Reg A9 on YouTube. They didn't garner a whole lot of attention back in late 2014 for whatever reason. But in 2023, this year, at some point after March 8th, 2023, they really started getting a lot of attention again. That's because MH370, the plane that disappeared, premiered on Netflix, the documentary. And suddenly, somebody rediscovered these videos and said, Wow, could that be MH370? I mean, how many aircraft just disappear, right? Yeah, not many. Not to mention the fact that these videos look so legit, right? Like, they look so, so real, so realistic. And of course... Besides the UAPs, the orbs, the most controversial part of the videos, or two of them anyway, is a flash and the plane, the aircraft disappearing. So sometime this year, 2023, people said, wow, 
could this be MH370? And speaking of that Netflix documentary, it premiered on March 8th, 2023. One of the people in that documentary, Jeff Wise, an aviation journalist and key contributor to the series, said, and I quote, Planes go up, planes go down. What planes don't do is just vanish off the face of the earth. That's true. If there's one thing that, yeah, if there's one thing that documentary made clear is that people don't really, they still, they don't know. They're not close to knowing what happened to MH370 at all. Especially now. I mean, you have transponders and you have all these communication devices that we have and, and GPS and all of those things where you could see where Earhart, when she disappeared, very, very primitive in the days of, of airplane technology versus now. I mean, it would be, it's almost impossible for them not to, if a plane did crash, to pinpoint where that plane crashed. You know, this is what's so strange about this particular story. Oh, exactly. And again, according to Jeff Wise, what he said in the documentary, planes go up, planes go down. What planes don't do is just vanish off the face of the earth. And this is what got Internet sleuths to really re-examining these mystery videos from YouTube that, that came out in, in 24, or 2008 at some point. And on the ninth anniversary of the MH370 disappearance, Netflix released a limited series re-examining what the mystery entailed while no definitive conclusions were reached the documentary brought attention to the old regicide anon videos again and people began to speculate that the mysterious videos might show what really happened to mh370 and online sleuths began to analyze the videos now one of these online sleuths so i'm going to give some shout outs here and credit where credit is due was reddit user Ari LBCN, so that's A-R-Y-E-L-B-C-N, Ari LBCN, who detailed lengthy breakdowns of the videos, and they're worth checking out on Reddit. Another Reddit user, IcySlide7698, somebody tell me this isn't a total UFO phenomenon rabbit hole, right? When we start talking about Reddit users and YouTube users and such as that. But Icy Slide 7698 was able to provide a key breakdown of the flash that you saw in two of the videos. Now, their research seemed to indicate that the flash portions of the videos used virtual effects elements from a 1990s CD-ROM. And I think we can picture that, right? This CD-ROM is potentially the same that many television shows and movies of the time obtained their pyro special effects, such as explosions. This is why low-budget productions at the time often featured the same special effects. And so it was brought up on Reddit, and Smitty, I'm, I'm sure you can jog your memory banks here where you've seen you know, action television shows or maybe really low-budget movies, and you're like, wow, that's the same exact explosion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so what was happening, you know, they had limited access to special effects of that type, and they actually had a CD-ROM that they all used in Hollywood, at least on the low-budget things, and so they actually kind of used all the same special effects, and one of the special effects 
on that CD-ROM from the 90s is a nearly identical match to the Flash from these mystery videos. So Really? Yes. And so, shout out to Icy Slide 7698. Now, however, that does not mean the videos are a hoax or are fake. It does mean that the Flash could have been added on as a fake or as some sort of disinformation. So what I said to myself, Smitty, I said, well, if there's any part of these videos which is real, it has to be the aircraft, right? Right. That, that's what I'm thinking. And by the way... 100%. Yes. And by the way, if it's, if it's not real, in other words, if it's not legitimate classified footage that somebody released then it has to either be CGI from some sort of flight simulator or some sort of already existing stock footage of some aircraft. But to this date, no one has been able to duplicate this or show any of that stock footage that that could explain the aircraft. So, Smitty, I think you know a little bit about this. I went searching for an expert an aviation expert that could help us examine and analyze the aircraft. All right. Right. So I began to reach out to various aviation experts around the United States. And I began, like I say, with this premise, if any portion of these videos are fake, it's the flash. And that seems to be the case or the UFOs, the UAPs. And if any portion of it's authentic, it is likely to be the aircraft itself. So that's why I wanted an aviation expert's opinion. This also raises an important point, like I said, which has yet to be resolved. That is, if the aircraft portion is fake, then it's either CGI from a flight simulation or it's repurposed footage. But that has not been proven to be the case at all. Uh, so what, we, what I discovered on our search for an aviation expert is that people are very hesitant to offer scientific analysis of this very controversial topic. And, very, and because people have started linking this to MH370, the videos are really controversial now. Yeah. Which we found that on a lot of different things where people would scare to come forward with any sort of information. That kind of what we talked about earlier uh, reminded me of, of the Roswell where the government told them, you know, keep your mouth shut, don't say anything. And so this is pretty fascinating. Uh, but yeah, you uh, you could see definitely the plane was the the real deal. Now, if anything was added, like I said, it was the other things. Has anybody been able to pinpoint uh, possibly what location this flight was in the video? Not exactly, but, but we are going to get into a little bit of that so I, I just want to point out again that we understand that MH370 is a real life tragic incident with real life victims and 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 real families and friends that were affected by it so our love and respect and prayer and hope for all those involved in that incident is there but Definitely. we we always try to cover these topics anything with the UFO phenomenon or such a polarizing topic such as MH370 with just an honest 
pursuit of truth. Well, I, I think too, you know, just the point in fact, I can't imagine that ever losing a loved one and having no idea what happened to them. I mean, and that's got to be very, very difficult for all the people that survived uh, and were left to put the pieces back together after this flight disappeared. Because not knowing would be almost worse, I, I would think, than knowing what exactly happened. So we do have a great deal of respect for their families, and we have our thoughts out to them right now. Absolutely. And after several failed attempts to garner help with these videos, we decided we needed to do something, and we decided to edit the videos. And so we did edit these videos to take out the most controversial part which is the flash at the end and when i did that i managed to find an aviation expert that agreed to help us although they did request anonymity so we're going to honor that with a very much are indeed a very qualified aviation expert all right that expert agreed to help and for this analysis, we gave them no background on the videos. We just asked for their analysis. We simply asked, tell us what you see in these videos with as much specificity as possible. You know, analyze the aircraft in the video. I We didn't even mention the UFOs, the orbs. And Smitty, the results that this aviation expert sent us are truly, in my opinion, shocking and a game changer for the UFO phenomenon as we know it. All right. You want to get into this analysis, Smitty? Definitely. I want to see it. I want to hear it. All right. So before I bring up the aviation expert analysis, I want to bring back up the videos one more time because Smitty brought up a very interesting point. CJ and I, and by the way, we miss CJ tonight. I can't believe I forgot to say that she could not be with us tonight. She had an emergency situation, but she is helping out in the chat area. Thanks, CJ. We miss you. We do miss you. CJ and I had the opportunity to show these videos to one of our military consultants. And he instantly was taken aback when he saw a portion of video two, the FLIR video. Let me bring that up. The drone video. And I'm going to tell you what caught our military consultant who goes by Simon that's all we'll call him what called his attention alright here we go video 2 the drone FLIR we see the nose of the drone the wing of the drone we see an aircraft approaching and then boom this is what caught military consultant Simon's attention the drone is literally in the contrails of the aircraft. The drone is definitely in close proximity to the aircraft, and the drone is there. All right. So, a lot of people ask the question why would a drone, a military drone, even be there to start with wherever MH370 is at? And they do talk about some potential US military involvement in the MH370 documentary. But our military expert, he immediately said that's a military operation. The fact that he saw this military drone 
in the contrails of an aircraft in such close proximity, it led him to immediately believe this is a military operation. And Smitty, I don't know about you, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it does me too, because, I mean, those incidences, I'm not even a military expert, but they just don't happen by chance, you know. I mean, what's the chances of uh, a drone and a civilian plane being in the same airspace at the same time? Uh, in that close of proximity, very rare, probably. That's right. But interestingly, what Simon said was not a popular opinion online. I think people wanted to believe that these videos represented the disappearance of MH370. And you can understand people who want answers, no matter what those answers might be, right? right. That's understandable. But of course, it really doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it, that a military drone it would be in such close proximity to a commercial craft. And now for what I believe to be groundbreaking analysis from our aviation expert. This is the mystery video analysis and conclusions by our anonymous aviation expert. They wanted their identity to be anonymous simply because this is such a controversial topic. It invites a lot of criticism, a lot of negative comments, and I assure you this expert is legitimate. They are definitely an expert in this field. First, I want to start with what the expert said about the aircraft itself. They said, the aircraft exhibited some improbable movements. The tight turn of the aircraft, and Smitty, you, we commented about it, appears to be doing evasive maneuvers. The tight turn of the aircraft is from a perspective other than a normal looking up. So again, I want to repeat, I told the expert nothing about the videos. So, speculation was some of the videos were taken from above, from a satellite. And the experts seemed to pick up on this, definitely, that this did not seem to be a normal point of view. The turn of the aircraft was greater than the standard rate of two minutes for a, for a 360 degree turn. I thought that was... An interesting thing to say, certainly a layman cannot tell us information like that. The turn of the aircraft was greater than the standard rate of two minutes for a 360-degree turn. This insinuates something unusual for a commercial aircraft. The aviation expert also said about the aircraft itself, at first they thought the aircraft was an Antonov AN-225 due to its Y-shaped tail. And Smitty is also our historical expert. And Smitty, I know you have a fairly good knowledge of, of military aircraft. And we have friends that have excellent knowledge of military aircraft. I thought this was fascinating. He brought this particular aircraft up and I had to do a little research on it. This craft is a strategic airlift cargo aircraft designed and produced by the Antonov Design Bureau in the Soviet Union. It was originally developed during the 1980s as an enlarged derivative of the AN-124. 
for the specific purpose of transporting Buran-class orbiters. I had no idea what that was. Those are the that's the designation for the entire Soviet Russian space plane project. That's interesting because they just had some news. They just crashed a, a rocket into the moon recently also. So I thought it was real interesting. At first he thought it was this craft which was involved in the Russian space program. But after lengthier inspection, our aviation expert said that they determined the aircraft was actually a Boeing or an Airbus, with Boeing being more likely. Now, I do want to point out that MH370 was a Boeing. Okay, it was a Boeing 777. I believe I'm correct in saying that. Yeah. All right, next thing the aviation expert brought up is classified military testing. And give me one minute, Smitty, to find where what I'm looking for here. Well, it's interesting that, uh, like I said, that, that that was following that plane so closely, the drone was. I mean, chances are they're often not going to be in the same airspace. And especially in that close proximity. Oh, that's right. And and so the expert brought up class this notion of classified military testing next. He said, or he or she said, the event was recorded by at least two different angles suggesting the military knew in advance of the testing. I thought that was a great point. Again, yeah. I did not see anybody online make this comment, but it makes a lot of sense. That if this was a military operation that the military knew of in advance, they would be recording from multiple platforms. Yeah, I mean, how many times do you just see a commercial airliner with no military links being recorded at that altitude from different perspectives? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. And so this really solidified i think for our aviation expert that this was indeed classified military testing that whatever our aviation expert was seeing in these videos was not a commercial plane but rather some sort of classified military testing video the expert said this would make the aircraft military not commercial and now the contenders for the aircraft include either a boeing 737 757 or 767 each of which have military variants i want to note again that mh370 was a commercial boeing 777 so according to our aviation expert they do not believe this aircraft was a Bo a commercial Boeing 777. They believe the aircraft in these videos is a military variant of a Boeing 737, 757, or 767. So I think this is a significant piece of analysis here. Yeah, me too. I believe that, you know, with their expertise, they could be able to 
to see the difference definitely yes and that's exactly what we were looking for next our aviation expert talked about what i'm going to call the devices all right i call them the, the devices because that is what the aviation expert called them again i gave them no background information on these videos so they did not look at them as ufos or not not alien ufos right perhaps they looked at them as uaps from the or ufos from the strictest sense as in these are flying objects i don't know what they are but he saw new military technology in these devices he or she our aviation expert said these three devices could be next generation guided weapons the three devices do not appear to be a final product but rather are more likely to be a scaled down beta version of certain systems that blew my mind right there smitty yeah mine too and the aviation expert pointed out some of the videos show some sort of very distinct exhaust trail being emitted from the three devices so we're reconnecting back there to video two where you could clearly see the three ufos uaps devices emitting some sort of contrails or exhaust trail the three devices are probably this is according to our expert a blending of existing technology with new technology they appear to be testing a design for finally adjusting trajectory speed and distance from the object being tracked in this case the aircraft again i think some mind-blowing statements here it could be he thinks they're or he or she thinks they're next generation guided weapons definitely military technology probably a blending of existing technology with new technology and i do want to point out here smitty and i'm going to point this out again this does not mean that ufo technology is not involved right it simply means it's a blend of existing technology with something new something we haven't seen before the reverse engineering right i think it makes a lot of sense that if we were reverse engineering ufos and we were trying to make it into something usable by our military that that we probably would blend it with something we knew what happened to the plane and who in the world would volunteer for that, for that particular mission oh yes you're right and so we're going to hypothesize on that in just a minute Smith. that's a great question what happened to the plane who would volunteer for that practice exercise great question so next up from our expert they told us well okay this is the value in an operational setting of such technology and this is some pretty mind-blowing stuff here the devices could represent a fire and return system the devices could represent a next-gen air-to-air offensive weapon system the devices could represent observation technology to intercept 
track and follow rogue or unknown military or civilian flights. The devices could represent enhanced weapons that have a loiter time. I was shocked when I read that. I've never heard such a term, loiter time. This would allow visual confirmation of an enemy target prior to impact and detonation. Yeah. I mean, it was it's strange, the pattern they're frying around them. I don't know why I just thought of this. It's almost like they're, they're scanning the plane to a certain extent. You know, uh, that may not be the right words, but they're going around in a certain pattern. Seems like they're, they're almost scoping out the size of the plane from uh, front to back and then top to top to bottom. Right. Well, you know what? I couldn't help but think. I couldn't. And in the MH370 documentary, they speculate that there could have been a high value target on MH370. So yeah. while our expert, even though MH370 never came up, while they do not think this was a commercial aircraft, I couldn't help but think, wow, this could be used if we're talking about enhanced weapons that have a loiter time at an enemy target. That could be used to verify that, yes, indeed, said high-value target is on board this craft, for example, before they take action. You know, that's something, obviously, that a a missile certainly could not do. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be the first time that we've used technology to identify uh, a target. I mean, we used technology to try to identify Osama bin Laden and they would call him the walking man because he would walk his compound every day and that was from you know technology that we had and also we don't know what the government has that they're not telling us I mean they have things and I know I've told this before several occasions but I had a friend whose uncle worked for the CIA and he says we have technology now this new that we've had for years and years and then we have some technology now that we won't release for years and years due to the fact that it would cause such trouble with uh, the infrastructure of the United States maybe things like the economy think about if they released an engine that got 100 miles per gallon think about how the oil economy would fall off and those types of things. But that's what he said. He says, I can't tell you anything about our job, but this is what I can tell you. That's technology we have now that seems brand new is not brand new. And then we have some things that would basically stand your hair up on your head. So, and this is coming from a government official. And I tell you what, that's a pretty good, accurate description of what we're looking at in these mystery videos. And Smitty, it, I'm just flabbergasted that the expert said these devices could represent observation technology to intercept, track, and follow rogue or unknown military or civilian flights. I mean, wow, just think. I was also picturing that they could have been, these orbs could have been in some sort of communication effort with the aircraft. Again, for an unknown purpose, right? Like it could be saying, hey, right. land, or, you know, hand over whoever. Um, turn around you know who knows what they could be saying but they could definitely be attempting 
some sort of communication with the aircraft. So this is the value that such devices would hold in a military operational setting. These are four groundbreaking theories here, groundbreaking conclusions to the analysis of the video. Speaking of conclusions, let's talk about some of the conclusions here. And these are kind of difficult to read if you're watching this live or recorded on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or our TikTok. But if you're listening, here are the conclusions to our aviation experts analysis. First, UFO technology. Okay, just because the videos might reveal a blend of existing technology, and this is what we were saying, Smitty, with new technology, that does not mean that this isn't UFO or reverse-engineered UFO tech. That's true. I mean, we have often said a lot of people have claimed that we have gotten a lot of our technology from the most famous uh, UFO incident in history, Roswell, New Mexico. Right, so what we're really going to notice here, I think, as we go through these conclusions, is that so much of ufology really lines up with what our expert had to say. They said there are a lot of reports, and, and this is just true, there are a lot of reports, they didn't say this, but this lines up with their conclusion, with their analysis. There are a lot of reports of UFO activity over military training areas. And this has been kind of a puzzle, Smitty. Why, why is there so much UFO activity over military training areas? Well, guess what? This aviation expert's analysis of these mysterious videos in 2014 makes this make perfect sense. It's true. If this is indeed classified military testing of new technology, that's exactly what they would be doing. Yeah, you're right. Testing it over military training areas. And, and a lot of these things that we see oftentimes occur in times where, in places even, not necessarily just the military, think about you know, a lot of less densely populated areas you know, to where there's not going to be as many people or as many eyes or as many people who are not in the know as far as the military goes. Or even we see a lot of these incidents take place at night, which would also make good sense if they're trying to test these things and to try to keep them under wraps. There's no real good way, if you think about it, to test a top secret, whatever it might be, technology that we have, because somebody's watching all the time anyhow. And so some of these things that people may see might be some of the technology that we have. It's, it's a strong possibility. Right. And I'm thinking of Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp here. And a lot of respect for them. But they report a lot of reports from military personnel who are witnessing things over military training areas. And they're perplexed. Well, Smitty... If military personnel saw what we just saw in these videos, and they saw that in real life, I think they would think those are UFOs. And I think that this would be a very strict need-to-know basis. 
And so for any of those personnel who were not strictly in the need to know, I, I don't think that they would know what's going on. Yeah, me either. I mean, uh, it's just like I've told you before. Harry Truman, the vice president of the United States, didn't even know the atomic bomb existed until after FDR died. And this is top-level government. These are, I mean, this is a vice president of the United States. Had no clue that we'd even tested an atomic bomb or knew that we had one and, you know, coming down the pipeline. So to have somebody that is a, you know, a private or even, say, a lieutenant who doesn't have security clearance is is uh, really feasible to say that if they saw something, then they might have no idea what it might be or they remain out of the loop, I guess you could say. And I'm Dodge Mounts, and I'm joined by Smitty Neves tonight. We are reviewing the Malaysian Airlines MH370 mystery videos and our aviation expert analysis and conclusions of those videos. Smitty, there are reports of highly advanced and very top-secret satellite capabilities, such as that of a recent report from John Greenwald's The Black Vault about a program called Sentient. All right, this is an actual program discovered through FOIA request by The Black Vault, and here's how Sentient is described. This is straight out of a sci-fi novel. Sentient is or at least aims to be, an omnivorous analysis tool capable of devouring data of all sorts, making sense of the past and present, anticipating the future, and pointing satellites toward what it determines will be the most interesting parts of that future. That's pretty scary. Pretty amazing. Pretty scary and amazing is right, and such a program aligns perfectly with our aviation experts' analysis of these videos. And indeed, you know, it is hypothesized that the first video we showed tonight comes from a satellite in Smitty. A lot of speculation was made about, well, we only know about such and such satellite in this area of MH370, and it could only record in this such a way. And why would the satellite actually be pointing at MH370 in that specific time, in that specific location? All that, all those are good questions. But now it seems to me what we know about Sentient and what we know from our aviation expert that the involvement of a satellite here makes perfect sense. There are also a lot of military aircraft encounters including those by Ryan Graves and David Fravor, who spoke at the most recent UFO congressional hearing. This makes perfect sense again within the context of the aviation experts' conclusion. So Ryan Graves, David Fravor, they both encountered unknown UAPs, right? UFOs. They could not figure out what they were doing. They could not keep up with them. And... Ryan Graves, anyway, said that they encountered these things on a daily basis. They would get swarmed by them, and it just reminds me a lot of these videos. And if what our expert says is true, then you could see this sort of interaction taking place. 
David Grush, who also spoke at the UFO hearing recently, he's now known as the UFO whistleblower, says that we have recovered alien bodies and UFOs. He says there are powerful disinformation entities engaged in active campaigns against individuals and the population. Well, this disinformation assertion matches perfectly with the theory that the CGI component of the flash disappearance was which we talked about earlier in this video was added to the legitimate ufo training videos now why might someone do that well perhaps just to create a an mh370 disinformation campaign so smitty what i'm thinking here is these seem to be legitimate videos of a top secret military test and someone whether it was regicide and on or not on youtube someone has went in and injected the cgi from the 1990 cd-rom of the flash and the disappearance of the craft now did the craft really disappear or not we don't know of course and we edited that part out of the aviation experts video that they saw but Regardless, putting that flash in there clearly could have been designed to make people think that this is that a UFO abducted MH370 instead of thinking about what they really are. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like <clears throat> slide a hand trick. You see what's in one hand, you don't see what's going on with the other hand. You know, it's it's a distinct possibility the military did that to muddy the waters. I mean, you know, don't. It's not the first time in history they've ever done something to to try to trick the public and been successful at it. As far as that goes. Oh yeah, just like just like we heard in our new revised intro. The CIA might have even written Wind of Change by the Scorpions to sow discord in, you know, the in Germany and over there. So anything is certainly possible, and that, that just makes a lot of sense in context of our aviation experts' analysis. All right, next up, some other conclusions that we could talk about here. Skinwalker Ranch, UAPs that they see there, they show them on television quite often, and... 1.6 gigahertz. So some of our favorites here, Skinwalker Ranch, the guys over there, they they frequently have UAP encounters, and there's this thing with this 1.6 gigahertz that comes up. And you know what? I'm much more interested in this signal now. First of all, Skinwalker Ranch is in a remote, remote location, formerly owned by David B Robert Bigelow, who was certainly conducting top-secret, military-approved, government-funded research on aircraft, among other things, right, in this very remote area. Is it kind of yeah. sounding familiar here? Yeah, that dude's an enigma. Oh, certainly. But just think about how much sense it makes, you know, in the context of our aviation experts analysis of these videos about what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch. And you know what Travis Taylor did 
when he discovered this 1.6 gigahertz signal and when he put them together with the UAPs, he went straight to the UFO task force. He went straight to the government and wanted to know, hey, is this ours? Okay, well, guess what? That is a legitimate question. By the way, when he asked that question, what do you know? He ended up on the UFO task force. Yep. This legitimizes what our aviation expert had to say about these mystery videos so much. I can't even begin to, t- to say. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. That's true. We've had these congressional hearings lately, Smitty, and you know what? It makes a lot of sense that even our lawmakers cannot penetrate this veil of secrecy. I don't know what how big the circle is of secrecy, but I'm going to assume it's, it's almost minuscule as tiny of how many people really know all of what's going on. Uh, the U.S. military, and all of these other UFO things because I just cannot trust a lot of people. So the smaller they keep it, I guess the more secretive and safe all the information is. Well, that's right. And I just wrote a new article talking about how likely is UFO disclosure. And part of my point there is that you can just look at two two things from history one roswell 1947 right we still don't know exactly what happened there and we're going to bring roswell back up again shortly and two the jfk assassination smitty which i believe happened in 1963 yep and yes and and joe biden recently declassified additional documents regarding the assassination but there are still nearly five thousand classified documents and files regarding the JFK assassination. Yeah, and probably a lot of that's redacted. Yes, exactly. Now, if we're reverse engineering UFO technology for top secret military programs, guess what? That is literally the most important history or important secret in the history of mankind. Definitely. If we can't even find out what happened at Roswell and we can't even find out exactly what happened in the JFK assassination, why should we believe that there's going to be full disclosure of UFOs anytime soon? And Smitty, one thing I pointed out to you, however, is that in one of the recently released files about JFK, there actually was a UFO connection. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so... There was a name that came out, and, and I can't remember his name, but he, it turns out, was the person that intercepted Oswald's phone calls prior to the assassination. As it turns out, sometime in the 50s, this man and a lawmaker from Georgia and a military colonel, I believe, they were in Russia... I believe this was in 1955, and they had a UFO encounter. Pretty bizarre, right? That's strange. Very strange. And it just, you know, furthers, deepens the mystery in the rabbit hole, of course. You know, over Super Bowl weekend, we had a UFO shot down over Alaska by American fighter jets. They still don't, we still don't know what it is. We still don't have pictures. We still don't have video, but Smitty such an incident now 
It kind of makes sense, right? Right. I think what we don't know, though, is could it could... And perhaps NORAD suddenly... Maybe they really did alter their sensors to where they could pick up on what we're seeing in these videos. This is what I'm thinking now. And our jets got scrambled, right? But the question is, if we shot it down, was this our own technology we were shooting down or was it other countries it's a good question somebody knows i'll put it that way oh of course and shout out to ryan sprague friend of the show from somewhere in the skies who's assembling a crew to go to dead horse alaska at some point in the near future where he's been told that there are remains of a craft out there so i cannot help but wonder if what's out there is indeed some sort of orb-like UFO like we're seeing from these mystery videos from 2014. That could be the greatest discovery of in history if if he could reveal that. Oh, absolutely. And Smitty, we need to think about commercial flights now. We have a lot of commercial pilots who have had encounters and reported them with UFOs. And if what we're seeing in these videos is real if what our aviation expert says is the case then it makes sense that you know there would be some involvement with with commercial flights even though we don't think this actually is mh370 in the videos no and another thing you think about the stigmatism of seeing something imagine how many people haven't reported something how many pilots have just kept their mouth shut because they feared possibly that their job might be in jeopardy if they said they actually saw something. I mean, this would be probably, this would probably be almost every pilot who probably took to the air that saw something that they couldn't identify. Yes, absolutely. And again, if we had the capability, like our expert thinks we're testing, to send out these drone-like UFOs, to loiter at a target until it is time to execute whatever function they're there to execute, then that is just a mind-blowing techno technological advancement to have in a military setting. The Mosul Orb Smitty that Jeremy Corbell released a video of, I know you've seen it. It's this like metallic, yeah. shiny orb going over, I think it's Afghanistan or it could be Iran or Iraq. And even to this day, no explanation. But might we be looking at the explanation here with these mystery videos? I, I can't help but wonder. Possible. You know, it's it's one of those things that, like I said, we really wouldn't want anyone else knowing that we had. And so we're not going to disclose any of that information because, I mean, what would, what would that cause? Not only that, let's just say that uh, they wanted to get ahead of the game maybe attack us before we could get a hold of these things and actually use them in the way they're supposed to be used. But we look back at the Cold War and every technology that we came out with, the Russians were right, the atomic bomb, the Russians didn't have one, then the hydrogen bomb, then the Russians had one. And, you know, they beat us on the space race as far as Sputnik goes and as far as putting a man in space. But then we put a man on the moon. So it's always to be one step ahead of, of a person. And if you don't want them to 
get that technology, then you have to explain it away as something else, definitely. Or else they would be able to eventually come up with that type of technology. Right. And you know, Bob Lazar, everything he told us, it still would align perfectly with the analysis of our aviation expert in these mystery videos. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, that could, you know, what Bob Lazar has told us, Bob Lazar himself, Smitty, he could have worked on one of the devices that we're watching in these videos. It could have had easily, yeah. I mean, that that's a pretty crazy thing to think about right there. It is. I mean, he told us that they're over there reverse engineering UFOs and, you know... It's so compartmentalized that he didn't know what was happening down the hallway and they didn't know what he was working on. And so that sort of operation totally fits with what our expert says. We talked about the moon landing, Smitty. Did they happen? Did they not happen? Did we really send people to the moon? And I just have to say, and I caused a little bit of a stir recently with our Twitter. (laughs) I didn't mean to be snarky or deriding but India just recently successfully landed a craft on the south pole of the moon the first country apparently to do so by the way I was a little snarky about this part it was unmanned (laughs) Yeah, not that anybody had to ask but think about it Smitty and by the way they said what an accomplishment India has landed on the South Pole. It is such a difficult task to do that, you know, because of the angles and the being at the pole and everything. And it's so incredibly difficult. And I couldn't help but wonder, wait a minute, we literally supposedly sent people to the moon in the 60s. Oh, and by the way, they took off and flew back home. Why exactly is it such a big accomplishment that in 2023... All these decades later, that a country sends an unmanned craft to the South Pole, I don't understand why exactly is that such a big accomplishment. Well, maybe the world's so used to handing out uh, participation trophies (laughs) that it's a a big deal. It's the Spirit Award, that's what they got. Yeah, there she go. She landed on the moon, the the second country to do it. That's the Spirit Award. They were probably trying to land on the equator. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't know why it's really that big a deal. Uh, I think we've done it successfully. But there are a lot of conspiracy theorists who believe we have never landed on the moon. Uh, And there's some some pretty strong evidence for that, being the time period and all. But at the same time, you know, uh, I don't see why, like you said, it's kind of like been there, done that. What's the big deal? Kind of ideology well and not long before that you know this year japan tried to land something on the moon it literally ceased to exist it was obliterated to molecules in its attempt to land on the moon now does that inspire a lot of confidence that you would want to fly to the moon i mean holy moly but here's what i could tell you maybe we did send people to the moon in the 60s but nobody's going tomorrow And nobody's going next week, and nobody's going this year, and nobody's going next year. So make of that 
what you will, but you can take that to the bank right there. Nobody's going again anytime soon. But Smitty, one thing I know for sure, whatever happened with the moon landings, there's more to the story than what we know. And yeah. I think that certainly our analysis from our expert of these videos could definitely tie into that. And speaking of tying in, you know, I think this could all go back to what we call the Keystone case of UFOlogy. Roswell, New Mexico, 1947. I encourage everybody to check out the book Day After Roswell by Colonel Corso, who was from the Army at that time, who was in Roswell. And according to Colonel Corso, we did indeed recover crashed a crashed alien UFO, including bodies, alien beings. We, according to Corso, the moon instantly became a incredibly valuable military strategic target. And yeah, all of a sudden, the most important thing in the world was for us to advance or figure out this UFO technology that we were now in possession of. Yeah, it's, it is kind of strange, though, if you really think about it. We landed a man on the moon. How many times have we been there? Uh, is it six or seven? It, I believe it is six. And yet no other country in history has ever put a man on the moon. That's That's odd. Very odd. Yes. However, it is known that we did at one time have plans to build a full-fledged base on the moon. That would be pretty neat. Now, it didn't happen, and NASA took kind of took over at that point. NASA came into being, but, but, you know, shortly after Roswell, we had the formation of the CIA. We had the formation of the Air Force, and Roswell being the keystone moment of ufology, again, continued does make sense according to our expert analysis of these mystery videos from 2014 and now smitty it is time for any final thoughts I'm Dr. Mounts. I'm joined by Smitty Neves. Tonight, we discussed the Malaysian Airlines MH370 mystery videos, new expert analysis and conclusions by an aviation expert that we were able to get to take a look at those videos. And I think the bottom line is this, Smitty, if I, if I could just give a quick recap here. Our expert concluded that these videos did not, were not a commercial flight. This was a military aircraft of some sort a military variant this was top secret military testing of new technology blended with existing technology this this testing involved technology which had mind-blowing functionality such as going to a target taking care of the mission coming back loitering at a target intercepting commercial and military aircrafts without detection so just mind-blowing stuff from our aviation expert but the bottom line here we determined that these were not this was not mh370 the the video could have possibly been doctored with the flash and the disappearance 
as a different disinformation campaign by someone to throw people off the real track so smitty what is your final thoughts anything we missed tonight something else you want to say i'm in total agreement and the more i get to thinking about it you know you've got the drones you have the the other image you have the other video i mean kids don't get videoed when they're playing sandlot baseball but if they're in the state championship they're getting filmed let me explain that uh the commercial airliner would be the sandlot baseball it happens every day it's not a big deal you wouldn't film that that much extensively a military operation is going to have eyeballs all over especially if it's one that's testing new technology it's going to be looked at and extensively studied just like in world war in world war ii uh, our fighter pilots had cameras on their planes that way they could go back and look and see what they did right what they did wrong how could they could do it better so for this to be a commercial airline doesn't make any sense whatsoever and what happened to uh, the flight i'm not really sure but uh, and you're right it could be disinformation it is a strange thing and as you stated it could be recreated uh, from something as simple as technology we used when we thought AOL was pretty cool back <laughs> in the day and it took 15 minutes to get online you know so for that to to have taken place I'm not sure about that part but I know this that that I do agree with expert I believe that's a military craft the technology surrounding it uh, up until the disappearance is still something that leave me scratching my head. I definitely want to know more about it. Yes, and you know, in video two, the drone video, when our military expert pointed out this drone is literally within the contrails of this aircraft, and that, ex that military man said, this is a military test. That's going to stick with me. I'm not ever going to be able to see this as some sort of abduction of a commercial flight again. And for everybody joining us, I want to review again our four conclusions that our, that our aviation expert was able to draw. The devices, the three, that's the three UFOs, UAPs, orbs, in these mystery videos, they could represent a fire and return weapon system. The devices could represent a next-gen air-to-air offensive weapon system. Very important here. Number three, the devices could represent observation technology to intercept, track, and follow rogue or unknown military or civilian flights. You know, how important and strategic would this be, Smitty, with the ramping up of hostilities with so many other countries now, such as China and North Korea? etc it could be groundbreaking exactly it's, it's just like you said about the military being a military thing and i know this is a this is kind of a, a strange analogy but it's like those posters that you used to stare at and they became 3d and everybody always says once you see it you can't unsee it and that's exactly like you said i can't think of that as anything other than military after after seeing what we saw if the drone 
would have been taken out of the equation. I could have maybe seen that it wasn't military. But with it being that proximity. But yeah, it would be so groundbreaking. I mean, there's no one else on the face of the planet that might have this technology. It would be, in essence, like us creating the atomic bomb all over again, except so much more advanced and possibly even so much more deadly than anything we've ever had. And you know, if that was what it is, then it could take out a single target without damaging it look like anything else, which is very rare because you think about most of our weaponry, if it takes out a target, it's going to destroy most of the things that surround it. You know, and so this could be some kind of groundbreaking technology and could cause us to rise even further where superpower militarily. I don't know what the next level would be, but I think this would rise us up to the next level, which it's even hard to fathom. <laughs> really. Don't mess with us. And you know, something I just thought about, Smith, now that you mention it, there's so many reports and people wonder about are there so many reports of UFO interactions with our nuclear facilities and why they seem to shut down our nuclear facilities? Well, this matches up with this military testing as well, right? Like we've, we've talked about mutually assured destruction, simultaneous atomic destruction. Well, guess what? If we shut everybody else's down, that's not going to happen. Yep. That's right. And that's all I thought about when I was a kid in the 80s. Mutually assured destruction. Because, you know, as well as I do, they talked every day about how many nuclear weapons the Russians had versus how many we had. And I tell the kids when I'm teaching, I'm like, this was a real concern as I, as a kid. I was worried. Uh, is this going to be the day, <laughs> you know, that right. we pushed the button? So it was something that was kind of hovering over our heads there for a long period of time. Well, you want to talk about a deterrent or a negotiation asset. Let's talk about our fourth conclusion. This was the final conclusion. This ties into the nuclear facility talk. The devices could represent enhanced weapons that have a loiter time. This would allow visual confirmation of an enemy target prior to impact and detonation. And Smitty, this is something else it would do. Imagine we're on the brink of nuclear war. Russia has them locked and loaded right we send in the orbs from this video we put them on every nuclear launch site russia has china north korea etc we say all right we ready to rock but guess what y'all are offline yo you really want to do what you think about doing here that would be a major stand down be like the cuban missile crisis all over again where they have to back off in order to to basically save annihilation right and that would also i mean that would change that would literally change the world if such an incident happened right like oh yeah if all the other countries realized that they literally could not stand a chance against us that they couldn't even get their weapons off the ground it makes you wonder what what would be next for them really nothing that i could see <laughs> I mean, what? That's pretty much. That's pretty much the wild card there. You play it. It seems like the game's over. But I don't know. Maybe it won't come to that. Hopefully, it will never come to that. 
at least us having to use that if we have that technology available. Right. So, Smitty, I have to admit, when I sent these mystery videos from 2014, all for an expert analysis by an aviation expert, I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't have any expectations at all. My expectations were pretty low because every other expert had refused to even analyze the videos. But I was blown away by what our experts sent us. I think it's groundbreaking. I think it revolutionizes how we potentially could and should view ufology and all of this ufo phenomenon i think we've really got something here that explains a lot yeah me too it's a lot to to process put that way this is something i'll be thinking about for a while absolutely i'm dr mounts you're listening to all things unexplained this is smitty naves you know it takes a lot to make a podcast happen you can help support the show by going now to bigfootufo.com there you can give us a tip anything helps you can book some cameo you can check out all our sites you can buy official swag official podcast swag and we really appreciate you it takes a lot to make a podcast happen so visit bigfootufo.com to support the show smitty my last thing to say tonight folks Get off your phone. Sky's not classified. The woods are not classified. Get out, take a hike. Look up, see what you can see. Smitty, you want to take us out of here? Thank you for listening. It's like Dr. Mount said, keep your eyes to the sky. Be happy, be strange, and listen to all things unexplained. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Like. Share, follow, comment, subscribe, support. What's your hot take on Travis Taylor? (laughs) (laughs) I've got an exclusive for you guys if you want it about the Alaska. We do. Okay, okay. More at BigfootUFO.com. All things unexplained. So some of that I think, sir, will save the post session.